welcome to Sometimes in Shambles. My name is Melissa and I'm the host of this podcast. This is part two of the Weight of Depression and Body Positivity episode with Jenna Chow. And I am not going to do much of an introduction other than this is part two. So please listen to part one if you have not already, where we tell our personal stories about gaining weight while being depressed or as a result of being depressed. And in this episode, we're going to talk about um, specifically the body positivity movement and go more into detail about that. So here is where we left off last time. Okay, so moving forward with this episode, I want to talk about just body positivity in general and maybe about the movement or just about specific things that are related to our bodies and body positivity. So the first thing is that I have felt from the other, I don't know, I guess there's kind of like two sides (laughs) to the body positive movement that I feel and I feel like sometimes people can shame me for wanting to change Mm -hmm. my body because you're supposed to love the way you are you know and um, I I feel this pressure of like if you change your body then that means that you don't love your body right now and that's not true for me um, try to speak from my own experiences, but I, I'm positive I'm not alone in this. I think that, you know, if I change my body, and when I say that, I, I mean, you know, anything, going to the gym, um, maybe eating better, doing anything to my body um, or for my body, um, it doesn't mean that I hate myself right now. You know, I... I like my body right now. I think I look good. I, you know, I'm able yeah. to go hiking. I'm able to move my body. I'm, you know, I'm in a good space. Yeah. But also on top of that, I would love to gain more muscle. I would love to be able to run a few miles every day or go on hikes without having to stop every five minutes. You know, like right. there are still things that I want to improve um, for myself. And I think we need to make sure that we're doing things because we want to do them for ourselves and not because we want to do them for other people or what society looks like or wants to tell us. Um, I think you have to distinguish between those two things and one is healthy and one might not be as healthy. And I think that's the problem. Um, Yeah. I, I love that you said like, you know what? I think I look great. I love being able to go on a hike and move my body and you should celebrate those moments and you should celebrate that feeling because, you know, especially as women in society, I feel like it's hard to get that mindset. Um, And then the the second point that I want to make to what you just said is like, I don't think that anyone would shame you for saying, oh, I have you know, a thousand dollars in my savings account. I want to get $5,000 in my savings account. No one would be like, ah, don't do that. You know, like when it comes to goal setting with our health, um, we should be encouraging people to reach their own personal goals. And if for you, that means, you know, toned muscle or like hiking for an hour when, you know, without stopping, like that's amazing. Mm -hmm. It might look different for me or for, you know, 
the the person down the street, <laughs> you know, right, it, might look, it right. might look different for everyone, but I think it's important to set goals for ourselves and then to celebrate the, the forward movement, whether that's small or big, but moving forward is a positive thing. So, right. Yeah, exactly. I, I like that you compared to, you know, money. Um, I had a goal to basically lose $3,000 of debt out of my, you know, <laughs> on credit card debt. Yeah. And I did that and it's really exciting and I want to celebrate it. And I feel like there's not, there's not a difference really. Like if I wanted to lose 10 pounds and then I do that and I celebrate it, I don't think there's anything bad with having those goals. And I think a lot of the time, especially on social media, I've seen a lot of um, discouraging from that or like Mm -hmm. discouraging having those goals and making those changes and it's seen as a bad thing but I guess I'm telling the listeners that it's not a bad thing (laughs) yeah and we're talking about goal setting in a space of health and I think that's really I think that's really important to kind of clarify is um when when you intentionally set a goal with health in mind and when I talk about health I'm talking about the wheel of health right not Mm -hmm. just physical health like financial health, spiritual health, emotional health, mental health. We could talk about a lot of different types of health, but if you do goal setting in a space of health, then that's, that's going to do more good than bad. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a couple of um, Instagram accounts that I kind of want to share if that's okay. Yeah, (laughs) that really helped me like understand this concept. So the first one um, is Mary's Cup of Tea. And I am going to just refer to as Mary because I don't think I can pronounce her last name, but her her handle is Mary's Cup of Tea. And um, previously she used to be like very competitive um, as far as like ath- athleticism goes. Like she would, um, I-, I think, compete, you know, in, you know, whether that was like, workout challenges or whatever but she was she was very thin and she talks about a lot of her like body dysmorphia and her ed and um she shared you know before and after pictures of her being extremely thin and then her now and Mm -hmm. like her her change was gaining weight and how that was positive for her and how like she's in a space of health for her and to love the body that you're in and right. that, you know, it's, it's all in a space of health. And then another Instagram account, a shameless plug for someone I love, my sister-in-law, oh, my sister-in-law, um, she has an account motivation, Mindy, and she went from the opposite direction. She lost weight. Um, and she's in a health, you know, her healthy body, her space of health. And she's also helping and influencing a lot of women to recognize the love for their body and, you know, where they're at. They're two Mm -hmm. totally different accounts. So Mm -hmm. Mary's is based off of body positivity and Mindy's is based off of fitness, but they both talk about the same thing. They both talk about body positivity. They both talk about fitness and how they interact with each other. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where I want to be. Like, I don't want to pick a side. I don't want to say, 
I, you know, I'm only going to love my body or I'm only going to get fit. I think it's such a balance um, right, that you yeah. have to find that um, the coexistence of the two and you don't have right. to necessarily be part of one movement or the other. Right. So. Yeah. Um, and I definitely like the, how you said like wheel of health, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, like we were talking about earlier, and I'm going to keep bringing this up because it's like, it's, it's how I experience it, but I need to take care of all of the things in my, my wheel health, my health wheel or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, if like losing X amount of pounds or gaining X amount of muscle is going to improve my mental health, then I'm going to do that because it's, it's still for my health, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that it, it has to be about one thing specifically or, and, and on top of that, I do think whatever you're doing is okay. As long as you are doing it in a healthy way, mm-hmm. as soon as it becomes, you know, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, comparison, all of those kind of um, unhealthy and toxic things, that's when I think it becomes a problem. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I have, I have one rule really when it comes to talking about our bodies and this is outside of health professionals. Like if you're going to a doctor please listen to your doctor. <laughs> like, right, yeah. please listen to your therapist. Please listen to your doctor. But outside of health professionals, I have one rule. Is it your body? If it's not, then you don't get to make a choice on what's healthy for that body in that specific moment. Mm-hmm. If it is your body, okay, let's like do the work. Is this something right. that is going to be healthy for you? Is this something that's going to be a positive forward motion for you? I don't think that we... um. I don't think that means we stop having a conversation about what the body positivity movement is or, or what healthy is, but I do think it means that we can encourage each other without pulling each other down, you know? Yeah. So that's my, that's like what I always go back to when I start to have these conversations or when I start to think about these topics, is it my body? Oh, it's Melissa's body. Then I'm going to encourage her on this process in this, you know, journey and Mm -hmm. during this process. And if she wants to gain more muscle, I'm going to cheer her on to do that. I'm also going to be a friend and, and like an ally and a coach and whatever, whatever that friend needs, you know, that's, that's what I've chosen to do in this space. Yeah. I love that question. It's, I think that's a good way to kind of just like keep your thoughts and your judgments in line, I guess, and just realize you know, worry about yourself. And um, unless, I mean, I want to make it clear that if someone is, is unhealthy in any way mentally or like damaging themselves, then that's when you do need to say something and step up. But yeah. Yeah. For example, yeah, we talked about this earlier when we have a concern for someone we love, that's truly not living a healthy life. Like my, my husband and my mother both um, spoke up and said to me in the same week that I needed to see a therapist because I was mm-hmm. in pain every single day and I hated right. myself oh, deeply. Like I had a deep hate for myself and I'm grateful. I'm so grateful they talked to me about getting help. And that was a big turning point for my mental and emotional health. My physical health mm-hmm. came later, 
But for my mental and emotional health to survive, that was a big turning point for them to sit me down and say, Jenna, you know, we need to do something about this. And so Mm -hmm. I think like all things in life, (laughs) the prospect of balance is what we're striving for, you know, to balance, you know, movements like getting healthier body positivity with concern Mm -hmm. and love and yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that body positivity looks different for everyone. And mm-hmm. I I don't know if a lot of people or I don't know. I just feel like I made that realization at one point just a couple months ago. And I was like, you know what? Like, it doesn't have to be one way or the other. Body positivity is different for everyone, you know, like mm-hmm. because we because we all have different bodies and we all look different. So I love my body how it is right now. And yes. and to me, that's that's body positivity, you know, but a couple of years ago when I wanted to lose weight for my mental health, that was body positivity for myself, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. I have like a difficult time <laughs> <laughs> expressing yeah. this this part of it because I don't want to offend people and I don't want to say the wrong thing that's toxic or unhealthy for for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's all personal, yeah. you know. Going back to that, like it's such a personal journey. Have you seen Lizzo's post with her working out, talking about why she works out? No, I haven't. <laughs> Go check it out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I know, I know that I keep mentioning people's Instagram posts, but I'm building a community. So yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, That's even, totally if, even if it's people that like, don't know me, I'm building a community of people that I can, you know, learn from. And Lizzo, yeah. she posted this, um, I think it was a TikTok, but she posted um, a TikTok of her working out, just like jump roping and jumping jacks mm-hmm. and all these different things. And like, she's like sweating And, um, she did a voiceover that was like, listen up haters. Like I'm working out because I want to, and I want my body to move and I like how I feel and I'm going to be healthy. And she goes, that does not mean that I want to lose all this weight. Like she's like, (laughs) she's like, I'm not necessarily working out to change my, the way I look. I'm working out because I want to, and that's my business. And I love that mentality, especially for someone who is large. Like I have shamed myself for a long time because I am a, you know, a big girl and I finally am not shying away from that. Like (laughs) I'm owning it Mm -hmm. and it's so liberating. It is so liberating to say Mm -hmm. I am working out because I want to feel good. I'm moving my body because it like, I, my, I don't want my knees to hurt anymore. Like yeah. I, I want to carry in the groceries and not be out of breath. Like all of those yeah. little things, like that's why I'm moving my body and that's why I'm working out. So physical health looks different for everyone. Lizzo is yeah. pretty damn healthy. Like she is up there on the <laughs> stage killing it. Yeah. Dancing and, like crazy. Yeah. Maybe not in COVID, but you've seen, uh, yeah. you, you know, you've seen videos of her performing and I don't think I could get up on the stage and perform like that. Like I would have to be in much better shape. And so physical health looks different on everyone. You can love 
your body and still be healthy and look totally different from yeah the girl next door you know yeah exactly um yeah and and also yeah everyone just works out for different reasons too um it just it makes you feel better or you want to like i said go on a hike for mm-hmm. an hour without stopping like there's different <laughs> reasons it's not it's not all about necessarily changing your body or losing weight yeah yeah and i w- i want to go on a hike to see like, <laughs> the beautiful scenes you know yeah like, exactly I, I also want to be able to do these things to explore the world and to have the stamina and the energy to to be adventurous so right yeah um and then so the next thing that i want to talk about is before and after pictures and i think all these points are kind of related (laughs) um and so we probably are going to talk like repeat ourselves a lot but a lot of people on social media talk about before and afters they talk about the scale which we'll talk about after this um and yeah I don't know like what are your thoughts are they good are they bad (laughs) are they toxic are they inspiring like there's so many different (laughs) sides sides to this yeah oh man and these can potentially be heavy topics I have chosen to not let them be heavy topics for myself Um, Mm -hmm. and I personally like celebrating people's moments and successes so if you're excited about it I'm also going to be excited for you Mm-hmm. But I also recognize, you know, if you're not in a, a healthy place, then it could be triggering to see someone post, you know, a before and after photo and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get there. But again, is it your body? No, it's not. So if it's like a success for them, then it's a success for them. If I personally work really hard to get healthy, I lose weight that I put on when I was deeply depressed, I'm going to be excited about it. And Mm -hmm. just as excited as if I worked really hard to get a promotion, you know, I think that celebrating successes, like personal successes are important for a healthy life. And whether that's, you know, internally or with your tribe or on the internet, celebration of a success is positive and if someone is triggered by that or if it hurts them I think they need to find a different space where they can be nurtured and where they can grow Mm -hmm. so if someone who is posting a before and after picture of their motivation their goals their inspiration and it's triggering to you that's okay you can move on and you can find another community that will right, yeah. help you and will nurture you because I, th- I think there are a lot of different spaces out there, especially now with the ease of the internet, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's super easy to click that button and unfollow and there's nothing wrong with it. You can set boundaries and that's okay. You know, it's right. not a personal attack if you decide to unfollow someone, if it's right. not helping you. And vice versa on the other side, if someone is following me and I post something that does not resonate with them, I don't want them to sit in pain. You know, I don't want them to sit with that and say, oh my gosh, I I can't keep watching Jenna post 
about her daily workouts with her mom and her sister. It's just too much. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I like that. That's fine. I'm not hurt. You can unfollow me. You can mute me, whatever you'd like. So that's kind of where I put myself in this space is again, that wheel of health. (laughs) It like, is this healthy for me? It's not, I'm going to move forward. So, and I know that's, um, for some people that may sound like a cop-out answer because <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't want to be part of the conversation. You're just going to move on. Um, yeah, for now, you know, for now right. I'm going to move yeah. on. And I did that a lot when I was trying to get healthy, you know, like I, I would mute some people's stories cause it, it just triggered me and it, it gave me shame, you know? And then yeah. when I worked on myself and I got healthier, I went back and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to be part of this conversation now. So mm-hmm. I think that's important to recognize and it takes a lot of self-realization too. Yeah. I do want to say for the most part, I think that my journey has been pretty supported. I've had quite a few people reach out saying that, oh, I'm really glad that you've shared this. You know, it's helped me have, you know, conversations with myself. It's helped motivate me or... I've been able to look at things from a different perspective. And Mm -hmm. for me, that's the goal is to always put content out in a place of love. And, you know, hopefully my intent is clear that I'm here for positivity. So Mm -hmm. I feel lucky in a way that my community and my tribe has been really celebratory so far because just in the last month I've been really authentic about this is my weight (laughs) like this is how hard it's been and you know I I haven't luckily I haven't crossed my fingers have a lot of trolls or people come at me with hate so yeah and I mean that's how I reached out to you is when you I think it was one of your first posts about it um, and then I was like, Hey, <laughs> let's do a podcast <laughs> on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what I was going to say earlier was kind of in reference to the social media stuff and like, mm-hmm. because I think it's, yes, I think it's like very healthy and okay to unfollow people or mute people for a month or two, take a break from people that may be triggering you or giving you anxiety about what they're posting, whatever it is. Um, but it, it becomes hard when you have friends that, that disagree with you or have a different look mm. on, on or views because, yeah. you know, before and after pictures for me are motivation. It's, it's celebrating the, the goals that I've achieved. It's self-inspiration. Um, I love them. Like it's, it's a way for me to see my progress, but on the other side, I do see how it can be toxic for some people. And I have some friends who it's toxic for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know the, the extent of that. I don't know the reasoning, but, um, I'm guessing it's just like, it could be have the opposite effect, you know, it could be discouraging or, um, maybe they're thinking it can go into, obsessing or body dysmorphia or just like in general comparison genuine generally sucks you know um so it's kind of you know what do you do when you have friends that that it's toxic for them and you don't want to be toxic for them but you want to share your 
um, you know, your achievements and celebrate yourself and share that with other people. And so I think that's, that's where it does get hairy. And, you know, even talking about this kind of scary a little bit um, because those friends are probably going to listen to this episode and it's no like it's totally fine that that before and afters are toxic to them or toxic to to whoever Um, and I think you know I think that we just need to mutually respect each other and um yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't really know the solution. <laughs> I think that part of the solution is dialogue. And right, I yeah. think it's dialogue in person. You know, I it's so it's so easy to comment on a post or to retweet something that you don't agree with. But it's much more difficult to have open dialogue with someone when you disagree. And I have found, especially over the last few months with a lot of um, social movements happening, that when I take the time to really talk to someone about the difference that that person and I have, we don't necessarily change each other's minds because that's not the goal in this conversation. The goal is not to convince someone that they're wrong. The goal Mm -hmm. is to understand the place that they are coming from. And Mm -hmm. I think when we do that, it gives us the ability to give grace and to set boundaries when needed. So even if this was my best friend in the world, if I was like, hey, like, Melissa, when you post this, it, it upsets me. Um, I, I, it triggers me like, this is what's happening then that's an mm-hmm. opportunity for me to say, man, I'm, I'm so sorry that you feel that way and start that dialogue. Again, doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I'm necessarily going to stop because I'm doing things for me in a space of health, but mm-hmm. it does give the opportunity to say, you know, friend, if you need to take some space from my social platform right now, that's okay. Let's have a call every Friday night to keep in touch, you know, instead of, you know, being, (laughs) having most of our communication online or through the internet, you know, let's, let's check in with each other over the phone. Let's have a standing FaceTime call. We don't have to talk about heavy issues, but, you know, let's have our friendship be based on something different again I I don't know I don't have the answers either yeah no, <laughs> when you're like I don't yeah. know how to do you know what that's it's a it's a hard thing when when people disagree especially when you have a close relationship with them right yeah um, and um this just came to my mind but I mean what if the solution is just posting like if you're posting on your Instagram story a before and after right before you post it you say I'm about to post a before and after picture yeah. if it's triggering for you skip you know, ahead just yeah <laughs> or something like that yeah or giving your yeah. friends a head up you know like hey I'm gonna post post this picture about my body on my social media just giving you a heads up I don't know I'm just trying to think of things where you know I can still be myself or whoever can still be them themselves mm-hmm. but not be toxic for their friends as as well so I think it is a dif- it's a very difficult situation in in anything, you know. There's a lot going on right now. There's friends that I've seen on Instagram that 
support a president that I don't support or yeah. or don't believe COVID is a thing. Don't wear masks. And, um, you know, there's many, many, many different. I've had friends who have friends that don't believe that don't believe in the BLM movement. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's disheartening and you know, in certain situations and then other situations, it's like, okay, I respect that you believe something different than me. Um, right. But it's, it's hard situations. It's like, do you have a conversation with those people? Are you good enough friends to do that? Do you care that much about, you know, if that person sees your post or not? You know, there's, there's a lot of different situations. There's a lot of different difficulties. So, I don't think anyone has the answer for any of it, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We live in a very polarized world right now. And maybe the world has always been polarized. I don't know. But it feels that right now it's especially prevalent that you got to pick a side. You know, on any of those things that you mentioned, it's like, oh, what side are you on? And um, sometimes it's healthy to not have those conversations and to give them space. Other times it is important to say, Hey, you know, brother, I, I need to have a conversation with you about this. What, when can you talk? Mm -hmm. And so I don't, like you said, I don't have the answers, but I do know in my personal experience that reaching out and having personal one-on-one conversations has always 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 been more beneficial than online interaction yeah so uh all right we kind of got off topic a little bit but yeah it is i think it's like it's stuff it's uncomfortable things that no one wants to talk about right and right um yeah okay let's talk about the scale the scale dun 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 Um, yeah it's no one wants to talk about it um (laughs) Just yesterday, I realized that, you know, I haven't had an appetite for a couple of days and, you know, I've been eating one meal a day and don't even want to eat that meal. Like, it's very hard for me to mm-hmm. eat it, um, which, you know, made me think I'm depressed. And then I decided to weigh myself because if I've lost an X amount of weight, then I know I'm in a deep low and I need to help myself. So, for me, the scale is kind of helping me determine, you know, how much weight have I lost? Because when I first got diagnosed with depression, I lost 20 pounds in just like two months. Wow. Um, so there are certain, certain times that I use the scale. And even when I, I have a goal set, then I use the scale to motivate me and see if I'm on track with my goals. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know. I guess the the more serious one is the depression because that that is a factor. You know, when I first got diagnosed with depression, I weighed myself probably every day because I was like, oh my gosh, I, I lost another two pounds. I lost another five pounds. And in that situation, you know, earlier you were talking about your support system and how both your husband and your mom um, recognize that you need help. But for me, I had to do that myself. There were a couple of times, no shade on my mom, but there were a couple of times that, you know, I kind of mentioned to her, like, I think I'm depressed or like, I think, you know, like kind of hinting at it because I didn't know what I was supposed to do about it. Like, 
I don't know. And then there, there came a point, you know, I had lost 20 pounds and I was never leaving my room. I ate half a burrito every day, like hardly anything that I went out to the living room and I was like, okay, listen to me. I need help. Um, yeah. And I don't know. So the scale was like kind of, you know, it's part of my story. It's part of, I would have no idea how much weight I lost if I hadn't had a scale. I don't know. And like, I'm putting a lot of, a lot of weight into the scale, but I think that there's, there's no, reason to no use it. So you don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, you don't have to hate the scale all the time is mm-hmm. I guess my point. I don't, I don't care about the scale. This is like mm-hmm. this. I, I have worked hard to get to this space. <laughs> yeah. Because um, like I told you, every time I gained 20 pounds, you know, I would like weigh myself. I'm like, Oh crap. I'm 20 pounds heavier within mm-hmm you know, within three months, I, um, I would, I would go in a bad place. So, Mm -hmm. um, I've worked pretty hard to just not let that be a negative influence on me. So personally, I'm not using the scale right now. Mm -hmm. I have worked out. And when I say not using, I am not using it every day, every week. I, maybe obsessing over well, it yeah I'll maybe pull it out maybe like once a month to see if I have lost any weight um but I have been working out for three months now consistently five to six times a week and mm-hmm. um, I haven't lost any weight but mm-hmm. I have went down a size I breathe awesome. better I am way happier than I have been, (laughs) you know, in the past, like those endorphins movement is Mm -hmm. medicine. That's a real thing. I Mm -hmm. love to eat my vegetables now. Like I voluntarily go on walks with my family instead of staying, staying behind. And those are, those are big wins for me. Definitely. Yeah. You know, so when I do get on the scale and I didn't see a change in weight, or even if I saw the numbers go up a little bit, it mm-hmm. used to be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is awful. I'm never, never going to get to where I want to get to. Um, right. But now it's just, oh, okay. So I still weigh the same. My legs feel stronger. My arms feel stronger. I can do, you know, one push up now as opposed to on my knees. I can do one straight push up. That's a big deal. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to shame anyone that so uses well. a scale, yeah. but personally, it's just not in my in my habits Your right journey now. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I have one. I think, I'm going to use it here and there, but. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. I think, you know, you need to decide for yourself if it's going to be hurtful for you to use a scale or it's yeah. going to help you. Um, and I think it depends where you're at with your you know, mental health journey, your physical journey, whatever journey you're on. Mm-hmm. I think it's a personal choice and decision to make. But like, yeah, like you said, I'm I'm not going to shame anyone. Oh, you don't use a scale. Like, <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, yeah. I'm not going to shame anyone for not doing it or using it. 
Um, so the next thing is, is something that I'm actually scared to talk about. I don't know, um, is like skinny shaming or fat phobia. Um, because this is a really touchy subject and it's, it's kind of one of those things where, um, it could be really serious to some people where, Mm -hmm. gosh, what am I trying to say? Like, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, well, all lives matter, you know, (laughs) like, um, because the, if I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't know if, if this is fact, but I think the body pause movement started from, you know, like uh, I don't know what it's called, but like fat inclusion, fat body inclusion movement, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Um, so does that mean that we can't talk about thin people and their insecurities? Like, it's a really touchy subject for me, and. One example that I that I saw on Twitter that I have mentioned in another episode is that it was this this girl. She posted a, a photo of her in a bathing suit and she I'll try to explain how she looked, but she she wasn't big, she wasn't thin. Anyway, she was po- she posted the picture and she said, "Let's get some like body positivity going, like post a picture of yourself and like let's support one another." Like it was a very encouraging and positive tweet Mm -hmm. then a friend of a friend of a friend whatever I don't follow her but a lot of people liked this tweet she had quote tweeted it and she made a comment about it and said you're you've never had any negative comments said about you before so of course you're gonna have like have a good experience with your body or whatever it was like basically shaming her for for doing this and Mm -hmm. saying like oh, because of the way you look, no one ever makes fun of you or you never have a hard time, whatever, whatever. And I don't know, something about it just rubbed me the wrong way because it's like, do you know this person? Do you know that they've never had anything said to them? Do you know, like you don't know anything about this person. And on top of that, if you are in support of the body pause movement and, you know, saying things about it, why are you putting down someone else because they don't look like you or look like a certain way that you expect someone to look if they're they're promoting or encouraging the body pause movement? Like, it doesn't make sense to me why people would put other people down, period. Mm-hmm. But especially in something that's literally called body positivity. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't, that, isn't that ironic? It's uh... It's so crazy. Yeah, and I, sorry, go ahead. I can't. I'm so excited to talk about this specific I know. point. I'm like, ah! <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but like, yes, I like I said earlier, I'm thin, and I recognize that privilege. I recognize that there are there are so many things that I have never experienced that other people have to go through and have gone through their whole life that um, makes their life more difficult, mm-hmm. and. Um, I definitely recognize that. And, you know, was this girl in the tweet tweet thin? No, I wouldn't call her thin. I wouldn't call her fat. I, you know, she was, I don't know. She like, she was neither. And yeah. Yeah. I don't think it doesn't matter what she looks like. If she wants to, you know, give encouragement to people, then let her give encouragement to people. Why are you putting her down? Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I have so many things to say about this. Um, yes, let's talk about number it. Number one, 
in my space, <laughs> in my personal space, I have <laughs> no room for hate. Right. So I'm just recently I've decided this. If someone's gonna come at me, especially someone I don't know, right? If it's not a personal right. relationship, I'm gonna be so quick to block that person, to mute that person, to like not yeah. allow them to be in my space because I don't need that right now. Like I don't need hate. So that was like my first initial reaction to this story was like, man, everyone will experience some sort of backlash for something that they do at some point in their life because there will always be, you know, people who, who don't agree, (laughs) even if it's Mm -hmm. like the most positive thing ever, right. They'll be like, ah, conspiracy, you know, (laughs) like, right. You know, whatever it may be. So I'm real quick to be like, I, I do not have any room for hate in my space. So Mm -hmm. bye. You know, like, yeah. and, <laughs> yeah, and totally. I just, I just recently got to a place where I'm okay with that. It is okay to set boundaries. I think it's much different than cancel culture. I think that mm-hmm. cancel culture is being like, oh, I, Negative. I cancel culture. Yeah. Cancel culture is like, oh, you did something wrong. You are done for like, no, there's yeah. no chance for, you know, growth or for them to, you know, rewrite that wrong. You know, there's no chance right. for that, but in my personal space, if it is harmful to me, I'm going to set a boundary and that's okay. It's okay to set boundaries. That's healthy. Mm-hmm. So that was like my first initial reaction. <laughs> and yeah. my second reaction is that like exactly what you said, body positivity means supporting all body types. Mm-hmm. So this means inclusion for all body types. If you skinny shame, you're not body positive. If you have fat phobia, you are not body positive. If you say that cellulite is not okay, not body positive. If you shame a woman for having bulky arms, ripped arms, you're not body positive. Like mm-hmm. if you want to claim that you are body positive, that means that you exactly what it says you're positive about someone's body, whether Mm -hmm. they are fat or skinny or healthy or active or fit, like you give positivity. That's how I personally see this movement and how I've chosen to interact with people. So I think that it's definitely a conversation worth having um, because Mm -hmm. it it doesn't need to be a polarized movement, Um, especially as someone who is big, like, I would never like ask people in my life who are healthy or fit to leave my space because they're, they're, you know, their body is different than mine. And I really would hope that they would not ask me to leave their space because I'm bigger. So it's, you know, that's how I see body positivity. I think there are active ways for us to celebrate body positivity and to, um, incorporate that into our daily lives. I think that one of them is celebrating other successes. We've talked about that a lot today. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I think another active thing that you can do if you're body positive is to shop with companies that are truly body inclusive. So they carry sizes from extra small to 4X. You know, I Mm -hmm. think that is body positive. I think that um, shutting down fat phobic conversations and skinny shaming when you see it is body positive saying, you know what, I'm not going to allow this in my space. 
that's body positive. And then mm-hmm. the last thing that I think is super important is taking care of your own body. Like that is the essence of the body positivity movement is saying, man, I have this body and it's incredible. It can do all of these different things. I'm going to take care of it mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally. I'm going to care for this body. So those four things are like my big four when it comes to Mm -hmm. body positivity. Yeah, I think those are really great. Um, Do you have any companies that you know off the top of your head that are truly, you know, all body inclusive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just going to share a couple because I wish I had a list in front of me, <laughs> but <laughs> off the top, off the top of my head, um, I am mainly talking about athletic wear because okay. I had a meltdown <laughs> a little mm, while yeah. back because I was like working out and like, I was falling out everywhere. Like my tummy was popping out of my pants. My chest was falling out of my bra. Like I was Mm -hmm. just bouncing and I was so frustrated because nothing fit, but I wanted to move. And so, um, I found a couple of brands that I really like. Um, she fit is a company that produces a pretty expensive sports bra, (laughs) but, um, but it's worth it. I, Um, got mine probably like a month ago and um, sports bras were like a very hard thing for me to try to find when I started to work Mm -hmm. out because Mm -hmm. not only do I have a big chest right now but like my rib cage is like where my rib cage is at it's bigger Um, like obviously my hips and my waist are bigger but uh, you know Mm -hmm. my shoulders are also bigger like I just have more body in that area and so to pull a sports bra over my head was awful it was awful every single double xls i tried were like not having it so she fit um it's like she fit she fit um they have the sports bra where it's like it's like you're putting on a backpack so you put the sports bra on and then you clip it zip it And then you can also adjust it after that. So it has like Velcro adjustable straps. And that was a game changer. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I love doing burpees. Like, (laughs) like, I mean, love is a very generous term. (laughs) But it was not like an embarrassing thing to get down on the ground, get back up and jump because like held in. So that's one company that I really love right now. So the other company is Fabletics. And I was a little hesitant because I was like, oh, a celebrity started company. <laughs> like, this is just going to be another pair of leggings that don't fit well. Crap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I got onto there because a lot of people, um, a lot of people gave me a lot of different suggestions on what to get. And this was mm-hmm. one that kept popping up. So I ordered... I ordered like seven pairs of leggings before I even knew how they would fit. And (laughs) thank goodness that they fit well because (laughs) that was a lot, but they have a really great sizing chart and it's like true to their sizing chart. So measure yourself. Like if you're looking for something, if you're bigger and you're looking for something that's going to stay up on your waist and not fall down and also kind of just make you feel together, their leggings are my favorite and um 
definitely measure yourself because it's like true to their website. And so those two companies off the top of my head are like my go-to when it comes to activewear right now, because they actually fit me. And when I put them on, I don't feel like frumpy, you know, Mm -hmm. like I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of plus size clothing, if you're not specifically shopping with a company that produces it is very frumpy. Like it's, it's not flattering, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and then, um, Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Another one. No, 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 no. Um, uh, well yesterday I was, there was this shirt. So I follow, or I'm an ambassador of this brand called Daisy LA. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but they are slow fashion. They are sustainable. They, a lot of their collections are about, you know, like body positivity or, you know, badass women, like yeah, women starting their own companies and like just really inclusive. But then I, so there was a shirt that I wanted and I went online and I have two of their shirts and I was looking at what size I had and I have extra large in both of them. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. It literally looks like a medium and it fits me like a medium. That's like my normal size or like my size that I usually buy. And I was like, how are these extra larges? Like what do like people that are actually sized extra large, do they, does this fit them? Like it seemed very weird to me. And so then I went back, like I did measurements and I, those are older um, types of shirts. So I was like, I wonder if they've improved, you know, some of their shirts go to, I think, 3XL. Mm-hmm. And um, I went on and they did change their measurements, but just one size. So now I ordered a large because it was the same uh, measurements as the extra large used to be. Yeah, And I don't know, it just seemed so weird to me. And I was like, is this really body inclusive? Like right. if a size medium, it has to order an extra large, then what does an extra large have to order? Like, yeah. I don't know. It just, it I, was very weird to me. I guarantee I would not be able to fit into any of their clothes. Like when I see companies right. that are like doing their sizing like that, like a small is, or a medium is price or, you know, labeled as an extra large. Yeah. I immediately know I'm like, there's no way I'm shopping with this brand because I'm not going to go through the emotional energy of trying on a 2XL and not being able to put like my calf in it, you know, like in pants. Right. Exactly. And And it does mess with your mind too. I'm sure like, Oh, I, I fit into an extra large or whatever. And then you go to a company and you have to buy a three XL and you're like, what? Like, I didn't, I don't know. It just, I can see how that, that would mess with your mind and be like, wait, I don't think yeah. I'm really this size or whatever, yeah. which overall it doesn't matter what size you are, but I can just see how that's a mental game. Yeah. Shopping is, is a painful experience for me, for sure. I used to love fashion. Um, when I was mm-hmm. quote unquote thin, like I loved fashion. I love shopping. It is the worst thing you could ask me to do right now. Like if you were like, Jenna, yeah. let's go shopping. I'd be like, I am no. on my deathbed. I'm sorry. Right. I can't, my body is broken. I can't move. Right. Like, I, would make I broke all of my limbs. <laughs> yes. Yes. You could not get me to go shopping. And it's like unfortunate that that is my experience. Um, yeah. But there are more and more companies out there that are 
body positive that offer inclusion sizing. Um, another one that just came to mind that's like more mainstream is um, EOS and they have a lot of, of really great stuff. I personally have not bought clothes in a long time that are not like workout clothes. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm new <laughs> into like the yeah. fashion industry again. I feel like I'm like right. this new little baby coming into it again. Um, so yeah. I still have a lot of work to figure out what companies are great and, mm-hmm. and what are not. But well, I think it's great that you you know you already have some recommendations and you are getting out there and trying to find what works for you. Yeah, yeah, I feel good about it too. <laughs> um no I am I'm glad that you had those like four points on active ways of you know promoting or celebrating body positivity um because I think I'll just like go back to this just because I I, it's, it's uncomfortable for me so I feel like I need to talk about it but um you know because I'm quote unquote thin like should we be talking about the body positivity movement like we are with with BLM where there's you know people that are more oppressed I don't know am I making sense like Mm -hmm. um bigger people struggle more than thin people um and so should we should we treat it in a way where you know I'm not going to talk about my issues or my insecurities because I I should be talking more about, you know, um, shutting down fat phobic conversations and um, promoting these companies and things like that. Or is it okay to do both? You know, like, do I, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, I have felt, I have felt, and like, I don't want to make it about me, but I have felt insecure to go on Twitter and say, you know, I don't know, say something like, I really need to get back into the gym or something like that. Because I don't know, do I, do, am I making sense <laughs> yeah, at all? I, yeah, you are making sense. I could definitely see where you're coming from. Um, I think with body positivity and seeing it as a movement, if you are talking about body positivity personally, talk all day about what makes you move forward. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. When it comes to mm-hmm. um, body positivity as a movement, I think that the best practices are amplifying voices that are doing the hard work. So mm-hmm. just like we want to amplify Black voices during this time to truly see what their lives are like and to truly take note on how to be anti-racist and to listen, mm-hmm. I think the mm-hmm. same applies in any industry where you're not in the thick of it. You know, I, I've been, um, pretty, I feel like I've been pretty fortunate to lead, um, a very sheltered, um, life, I guess is the best Mm -hmm. way to put it. Like I've, I've had a lot of good in my life and I have, you know, set aside my depression. Um, I haven't had a lot of struggles outside of that. And so when it comes to supporting movements, as a social movement, um, Mm -hmm. I find the best thing to do is to amplify voices and to learn from voices who are the professionals for a lack of a better term, you know, for people who are educated and 
who have done a lot of the work, I think that's a, a great rule of thumb when talking about movements. Mm-hmm. As far as like body positive movements go in a personal space, yeah, share, share. Like, I, you know, I need to get back to the gym because it helps my mental health. You know, mm-hmm. I share those goals, share what makes you tick. Um, I think that it's important to have those interpersonal connections and to know someone on a personal level. I think that's great. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that helps. I think that I I know I've listened recently to a few women talk about the body positivity movement and like they're upset. They're like, oh, these skinny white women are taking over. And mm-hmm. like I can see their frustration. And so ah, as a movement, yeah, listen to people who are in the thick of it and who have had mm-hmm. this pain of like living life as a bigger person because you are right. Life is definitely harder if you are bigger. Like I've had Mm -hmm. a pretty big shift when in a short amount of time from being thin to being a bigger woman. And I am treated differently out in the world. Like when I was thin, people held doors for me. Like they Mm -hmm. were, were kind to me. Um, not like those things don't happen ever, but they happen less. And I don't know, I don't know if it's because people don't know how to act around someone who's different than them, or if it's Mm -hmm. because they feel uncomfortable and they don't want to cause uncomfortable moments. Right. But um, life is different. A A couple examples, like I love roller coasters Mm-hmm. Um, I hate going to them now because I don't know if I'm going to fit in that seat or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I'm like for the first time in this whole podcast, I'm getting kind of emotional because like day-to-day life is, is tricky as a bigger person. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go to the doctor because a lot of their solution, like a lot of a doctor's solution to what is happening in your life, no matter what it is, is lose weight. So mm-hmm. my depression, it was lose weight and you'll get rid of your depression. Um, if I like have a pain in my back, Oh, you need to lose weight. What if I have like a herniated disc? What if like with my depression, I'm chemically imbalanced, you know? And so I think there's a a much bigger conversation about, um, the health industry with bigger bodies, because I think that Mm -hmm. when you are bigger, you're often dismissed as one problem. Like if you will lose weight, everything will be solved. And I think that's wrong. Um, I was told, Melissa, I was told one time I went into my OBGYN. um, Mm -hmm. I'll just be real open about this, I guess. (laughs) Real authentic. But I was um, going in for some birth control. And um, this was a few years ago. And she told me that my cervix was too long because I was overweight. And in that moment, I felt so unsafe because I immediately went to a place of, oh, wow, even like this part of my body is being affected. And I did some research after and I talked to some other people and even another health professional and they were like, oh my gosh, they never should have said anything like that because 
like the length of my cervix you're gonna tell me that, that like the length of my cervix like, yeah. is like is, is that because like a real I'm... thing no like I it was it was such an awful experience she also told me in that same appointment that it would be much better for my health if I exercised versus taking my depression medication and oh my god I told my my regular doctor that and she was like you need a new you need a new OBGYN you right. like this is bad like this is not okay yeah. because I was like in that moment I was like um of course it would be great if I could exercise but right now I can't even get out of bed so right. like I need something to like help me get to that space so I there's definitely a larger issue when it comes to bigger bodies in our yeah. society um, outside of just the body positive movement. It's in the healthcare industry. It's in the fashion industry. It's in the food industry. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's prevalent and it's an issue. So when it comes to, yeah. should we be talking about this? Yes, I think we should. And I think we should be listening and amplifying people who are experiencing these issues and working through them and, you know, trying to yeah. cause change. So yeah, I think that's great. I'm like really glad that you shared those stories because I think, you know, like I just like the BLM movement, I'm still educating myself. I'm still learning. I want people to to tell me if, you know, oh, you shouldn't say that mm-hmm. or well, actually this is true and this isn't true. You know, like I want to be more educated and I think having those conversations and like even you telling those stories, I had no idea what it's like for bigger people to go to the doctor, you know, like why I, I have, why would I know that? You know, um, you know, I do have a severely overweight father. Um, and I, you know, I have little experiences from my childhood with that, but I never lived it. Like it affected my life where we never went anywhere where we had to fly on a plane because he couldn't fly on a plane. Um, so we drove for all of our vacations and it was always the question of is dad coming because you know he can't he can't walk for very long he can't there's a lot of things he can't do but i didn't live that life i was just you know second hand it yeah experiencing that and so i do know he's had a lot of health issues but it's a different story of people generalizing or like making up excuses just because of you being overweight mm-hmm. when that's not the case you know yeah. so i think it's it's really you're right it is good it's good to talk about it it's good to educate other people about it um and that is you know like you said it's good to know you know that's a separate conversation from you know your personal goals and you you know, wanting to work out or share your before and afters or things like that. I think they are two separate things. You, you, you can do both of them. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but it's a, it's a tricky thing to find balance in life in all things. And this is, this is no different. And so I think the last, like, I guess thing that I want to share is that it's a journey. And when it comes to, body positivity and when it comes to our health it's so personal and give yourself grace give others grace and do it in a space of health and do it in a space of love and if you do those things then you know if you if you're getting hate if you're getting backlash put that boundary up and block them because 
if you do it in health and love, then, you know, you're okay. You do, you're yeah. doing a good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to add on to that, I think kind of the, the thing that I got out of this episode, you know, is to live in that, like what you're saying, live in that space of positivity and support people. Don't put them down. Um, if they have different views or do, di- do things differently than you support them and to, I mean, in a healthy way. Um, yeah, I think just going at it in a positive way and creating a positive space for your friends, your family, people that follow you on social media, whatever people group tribe that you have creating that safe space where everyone, even if they have a different view than you can still share what they're doing and still share their beliefs in a safe space and, um, support those people. And hopefully they support you as well. Um, differences set aside, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And look at all the good that came from this conversation. When two people who are different come together and talk about something that's important to them, I would encourage anyone who is listening to this to do the same thing. Like, yeah. If you have thoughts or feelings about anything that we've talked about, like go have a conversation about it. Talk to someone mm-hmm. who has a different view than you or the same view and, you know, reiterate the things that you want out of your tribe when it comes to your health and, you know, your your body image. So, right. Uh, well, that is the end of our episode and I love this episode i <laughs> i hope that other people love it too oh, and it's amazing it's, it's definitely nerve-wracking you know releasing something that's so vulnerable and so um there's so much like stepping on eggshells around this topic you know it's so it's so like uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about certain things and it's, then we, you know we talked about differences and having different opinions and how to talk about it and stuff. So yeah, I'm like getting anxiety releasing it, but I think it's, it's important to have those conversations and to let people hear our different stories. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, after this, after you like release it and anxiety is real, but like let those eggshells like be like clouds, you know, like, (laughs) like that anxiety that you feel about sharing your story again, if it's not a space for someone else that is helping them, they can move forward, you know? Right. So you're doing good. This is, you know, a positive thing coming out of this and like you're putting good into the world and hold on to that. Like it's, it's exciting what you're doing. I love it. I love your podcast. I love your sometimes in shambles accounts. Like I'm, I'm grateful for spaces like this where we can foster conversation and foster growth. So thank you. So I know that you have, I think you released, you did like a live video this morning. I I didn't, I didn't watch it before we (laughs) recorded, but I am going to go watch that after this. Um, So yeah, it sounds like you are, you know, trying to share your journey a lot more on social media. Do you, kind of want to share where people can find you and maybe reach out if they want to have conversations with you. Yeah, I'd love to. I am definitely leaning in hard to this 
part of my life right now. So I would love if, you know, anyone wanted to come and see what I'm doing or be part of my conversation. So on Instagram and Twitter, um, it's my handle is Jenna D Chow. And I talk a lot about my dog and my family, (laughs) but I also talk, you know, a lot about my journey and my activism and, um, I'm a little more liberal and honest and blunt on Twitter. So if you, if you want that, then go find me on Twitter. But if you want like, um, just full force positivity, you can find me on Instagram at Genevieve Chow. Awesome. And then, um, please follow along. It's at sometimes in shambles on Instagram and, shambles pod on twitter um (laughs) thank you for listening thank you so much jenna for coming on oh thank you for having me melissa yeah um and we'll see you guys later bye i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of sometimes in shambles the intro music was done by my friend lucas kathy and the artwork was done by me myself melissa if you liked this episode please rate review and subscribe and we'll see you next time